this edition of Hold My Clipboard. I'm your host as always, Chris King, along by my side. Tori Dugan, as always. And we are brought to you by... Our studios and our executive producer, Kim Capra. Episode number 27 for us, Tori, 27. 27. Yes, got to bring out the city edition, I think from last year, Anthony Edwards, Minnesota jersey. Ant-Man. From uh, Jake Dugan, Christmas present. I tell you what, this, this podcast is a constant Dugan shout out. Constant. Yes, actually. He got you a couple of those, did he? A couple of jerseys? Yeah, three. Uh, Zenon. Z-Baby. Yeah, Golden Ticket Sports. Rain Man. Uh, said that he Rain has Man. a jersey collection, so might have to steal a couple of jerseys off him to keep this jersey tradition going. And you guys are both Celtics fans. Crazy Celtics fans, yes. Puke in my mouth. Yeah, we're not undefeated at home anymore, but it is what it is. Had yeah. to come to an end sometime. Yeah, you knew that was going to happen. Let's uh, let's dive right into ACAC. We don't have a guest this week because we were on a bye. I was yeah. spending the weekend at a U9 hockey tourney, which I got to work the penalty box <laughs> and the scoreboard, which, fun fact, Tori, you don't actually do the score for U9. You just have to ring the buzzer every two minutes. Yeah, I'm, you did it very accurately. I was listen, very impressed. There was one, the, the game that I was doing, Macy got a breakaway. And I was watching the time and I was like, oh man, this is going to expire right before she shoots. So being a good dad, oh, I let her shoot. She scores top shelf. I ring the buzzer just as it goes in the net. <laughs> I saw my mom looking at me from the stands, like shaking her head, but hey, no one else noticed. It was two seconds over. Kid got a goal, whatever. All she good. got three goals in the game that I watched. She's a very good little hockey player. She Yeah, she scores enough. She skates well. Good and skater. for those who are wondering, I went to a youth sport game on Friday night. Uh, Tell us about it. Uh, Pandas versus the Cougars, so University of Alberta versus Regina Cougars. University uh, of Regina. Yeah, University of Regina, sorry. Uh, yeah, watched them play in Edmonton at the Seville. Yep, Center, Seville yeah. Center. It was, uh, it was, it was a very good game. I was glad that I got to a really good game. Um, low scoring affair. Low scoring, but like crazy ending. Uh, Jade Belmore is so freaking strong, even Stood. from playing the last time. Stood. She's so strong. I just, yeah, didn't really have an answer for her. She had a crazy three at the end. Uh, that was a dagger to the Pandas. But no, Yorva did a great job. And for some big names on the Alberta roster, um, yeah, the University of Regina Cougars were able to get two wins over the Pandas, which unexpected for some, but a really good game. Especially on the road. Hard to win on the road. Yeah. But as you know, this is a CCAA ACAC podcast. Yes. Um, but it is good to hear what's happening there because U of A is hosting nationals as well. Yeah. U of A is hosting nationals the week before us. So and got a really good turnout too on that Friday night. So I only assume for nationals they're going to get a sick turnout. Too. Yeah, they're they're drawn really well. So we will actually go up and watch the finals. Most likely, the plan is for us is to go watch our women's volleyball team in the national final in Red Deer on the Saturday. The plan. I hope our girls are there. I, no, they will be. I'm quite sure they will be. Uh, they're <laughs> rolling over everyone, and then we will go watch the national final Sunday. Hopefully get a practice in in the morning, watch the national final Sunday. I'm predicting the University of Saskatchewan Huskies will be in that national championship game. That's my prediction. Maybe. The University of Calgary also playing some very good basketball they right are, now. Yes, I talked to Walknuck today and he's a little man. They are rolling. They are tough to beat right now playing mm -hmm. really good basketball. So let's talk about who's playing good basketball in the ACAC. Let's start on the women's side. Uh, Tori, we flipped the script this week. Yes, we did. I'm prepared. I got my uh, notes here so you won't... Get bored of me just, you know, starting off strong and then skipping through the halves. Yeah, Tori gets bored easily, but I'm, I'm super pumped about the notes. And I, of course, uh, had a couple of speeches to give today to the girls. So I don't have my regular 17-page notes. 
mine is a page and a half, so. There you go. Well, let's All go. All right. Thursday night. I'm not going to forget the Thursday night game. I have it on my notes. Thursday, all in block capital letters. It, it happened. It yes, happened. it happened. We have Medicine Hat versus Sate. Uh, Sate were able to get the win 60 to 50. They got out to a hot start 17 to 8 in the first quarter and won all but the third quarter. So they coasted to a 67 50 victory. Brooke Baker, big stats here 37 points, 11 rebounds. Sate held a uh, big time guard for them. Brie O'Connor to two and twelve from the field. Medicine Hat seven Jordan, turnovers as yeah, well. Medicine Hats Jordan Knight had eleven points off the bench. What was uh, shocking in this game was Medicine Hat had thirty-seven turnovers to Sate seventeen. So that's the ball Ooh. game essentially right now. Uh, not a very good shooting affair from the three-point line. Sate two for fourteen and Medicine Hat two from eleven. On Friday, hold on. Hold on. Um, yes, sorry. Always give me a second oh, to add. Yeah, that was fantastic, Tori. Uh, Brooke Baker, 37 points, 11 rebounds in 40 minutes. Yikes. Yeah, not, not surprised. She's a problem. Yeah, not she's surprised. She's a problem. For the stat lines that she's been putting up this season when she comes against, I guess, the weaker teams to put up those numbers. Uh, yeah. She puts them up. She, she puts them up. get them up. All right, go to All Friday. All right, Friday, we had the Ambrose Lions traveling to Caronport, Saskatchewan to take on the Briarcrest Clippers. Now, this was a very back-and-forth game. Briarcrest looked like they were in control and had all the immense momentum in the hangar, especially in that fourth quarter, but the Lions were uh, clawing their way back into the game. Uh, Briarcrest will be up the entire fourth quarter until with about ten, five seconds left. Bokan got, got the ball around the 45 inside the three-point line. Sideline inbounds. She got got the ball, pump fake, got the Briarcrest Clipper defender up in the air, drove to the rim, gets a hard foul and makes the basket. She ended up making the free throw, so that took them down to one second left in the game. So she makes the basket and the foul shot, which puts the Lions up one. Briarcrest then called a timeout, had a sideline inbounds, um, same play that they Drew up for that state game for the shooter to come out. Noticed. Yeah. Uh, wasn't even close. Had an open look but shot it behind the backboard. So the Lions were able to get a big one-point victory over the Clippers. Bokan had 11 and 13. Gak had 14. Asia Wells had a big game with 20 off the bench. 31 turnovers. Ambrose, 15 to Briarcrest. So Briarcrest just really let that game slip. Yeah, we talked about it last week. I felt like that was a scared to lose uh, situation. They looked super tight. No one was really being aggressive offensively for Briarcrest. And credit to Ambrose. You know, they play really hard. They have been doing that all year. Mm -hmm. Um, There was like a ton of love last week for Hannah Helton or Sloan. What is Sloan now? She's named Helton on the list. Uh, For her hitting a game-tying three-point shot, which was an amazing shot. They ended up losing the game. this was more impressive because this was a game winner yeah, and one. Agreed. And um, one off. Yeah. So, so if that's getting posted, I would hope that Bokan gets the credit that she deserves as well. I would love to see the ACAC uh, post that because on the road, and one, one second left to make the foul shot Huge to go up play. one. Uh, it was yeah, way bigger than the, the Helton three, in my opinion, because it, it won the game. Agreed. Um, and it's cool that we're seeing these type of plays happen uh, yeah. all the time. Uh, carry on. Okay, so the King's University Eagles travelled to Camrose to take on the University of Alberta Augustana Vikings. Augustana got up to 
got off to an incredible start, leading sixteen to thirty, uh, leading thirty-two to sixteen. Sorry, <laughs> after the first quarter, and we're up seventeen at half. Uh, the Eagles were able to then start their comeback a little bit late in the second. You know, making up a seventeen-point deficit at half at the half is super tough to come back from, especially in that Augustana gym. We know how hard it is to play in. Um, the worst. Yeah, they did come close though, but it, uh, they fell short, eighty-three to the Vikings and seventy-seven to the Kings. So a big win for the Vikings at home, trying to sneak some wins and climb up the standings in the north, make things a little interesting. That uh, that scares the Kings a little bit because with yeah. that loss, now you know our seven and seven teams. I'm sure we'll talk about it in the standings are now in striking distance to get that two or three spot, which I think teams are probably chomping at the bit to get. For sure. Uh, 19 for Mallory Ogilvie and Mackenzie Mrazic. Uh, Liza Baines found some form with 15 points and Jordan, Jordana Reve and Anelia Ayoti had 19 each. Anything on that one, Chris? Nope. We will get straight into Keanu versus Northwest Polytech. Again, as winners expected, Keanu were able to defeat the Northwest Polytech Wolves handily 73 to 42. Lethbridge traveled to Olds and got an 83-45 victory. And then the game, last game on the Friday night was a game that we've been looking forward to watch. It was the Red Deer Queens versus yeah. the St. Mary's Lightning. Now, Red Deer took the lead early here and never looked back. St. Mary's were extremely careless with the ball uh, and R Red Deer were able to capitalize on their turnovers and with that, we're able to win 82-54. Now, regardless of oh, with okay. when I said St. Mary's were turning the ball over, Red Deer were able to capitalize. Yes. Red Deer were also turning the ball over, but yes. St. Mary's were not able to capitalize. Chris, there was a total of 70 turnovers in this game. Oh, that, uh, okay. Well, lots of zone D, lots of uh, full court zone pressure back into zone half court zone, but 70 turnovers in this game. So you're telling me one-third of all the possessions were turnovers is what we're getting out of this. Uh, that, yeah. is, that is crazy from both sides. Uh, I thought early on in the game, Demchuk, you know, first of all, congrats for her coming back off the Achilles, mm -hmm. uh, becoming a three-point shooter in her later years in her career. But uh, she hit a couple of shots early that really stung St. Mary's. Um, if they would have missed, I think it probably would have stayed even for a lot longer, mm -hmm. but uh, it felt like they kind of daggered them early. Yeah, uh, Sandra Garcia-Bernal had 10 steals. There was 11 personal fouls to Red Deer and 17 to the Lightning. Deng for the Lightning had 16 points. Demchuk, like you said, big night, 19 points. Hubert, 16, and Melton, 14. Now, yeah. those three being a bigger presence, especially in the paint, really did hurt the Lightning. Big time. Um, so that was a bit of the difference there. Jumping onto the sat Before we jump onto the Saturday's games, Chris, anything you want to add? No, I, I think a little kind of chalk. We, we weren't surprised that Augustana won at home. They're very tough at home. Mm -hmm. um, the Ambrose game we knew was going to be close. And the Red Deer St. Mary's, you know, Red Deer's a very good team. Um, I don't think that score was indicative of the game watching it live. Yeah. But uh, two very similar styles of play, I would say. Yeah. All right, on to the Saturday's game now. Ambrose was still mm. taking on the Briarcrest Clippers. Uh, Briarcrest will come out with a vengeance here from the night to make up from the night before to make up for a tough loss. The Clippers would cruise to a 79-55, much needed victory for them. Dory Sunderland, 16. Aja Wells had a very good weekend, 14 points again off the bench, and Bocan for the Lions at 18. Anything on that game, Christopher? I would say this game was the bipolarness that has been the Briarcrest <laughs> Clippers. Um, that was a good version of the Clippers that yeah. has the potential to be a top team in the ACC. Yeah, um, agreed. 
the night before was a team that has the potential to miss the playoffs. So uh, totally different team, played much better. Uh, you look at the turnovers, it's down more shots. You know, they created more chances for themselves, got to the foul line 30 times, uh, which obviously helped. You know, Ambrose got there 25 times, so there's a lot of foul shots across the board. But uh, that was the good side of them. And, you know, Ambrose... Probably happy with the split on the weekend. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the Keanu Huskies got the sweep on the Northwest Polytech Wolves, 64-37. Now, the Keanu Huskies pulled away late. Um, the Wolves hung around there for a little bit. I mean, between like the 10 to 20-point margin, which you would expect the Huskies to definitely pull away a lot earlier. But regardless, big win for the Huskies. Right. Lethbridge, 83, Olds, 38. No shockers there. No. Nope. Sate swept Medicine Hat 76-59. Ania Wall had a 30-bowl, Baker 19, Whoa. and Bree O'Connor got her groove back in that game with 17 points. Now, the Kings, <laughs> the Kings University Eagles hosted the Augustana Vikings on their blue out night, which was posted all over their social media. So everyone Love it. Love was it. meant to come with blue, which I'm sure they came in forces. And I saw that uh, Jay Willette who runs a EYBL, he gave out the first, I think, 20 people to come into the gym, got free shirts. Of course. Which was Beauty. sick. Um, but TKU would return to the win column here, defeating the Vikings at home in another close affair. Mackenzie Mrazik would lead the Vikings with 20 points, continuing her impressive form streak, while Rive and AOT, AOT both led the Eagles with 19. Jord Jordana Rive is having a very good season, Chris, and someone that we... I guess I got to pay more attention to because she is balling out this season and someone that probably is a sleeper in the league. Yeah. You love her game. You talked about her a lot. I have what yeah. she's done. Yes. Actually, you said that uh, in the scouting report too when we played him early in the year. You, yeah. you liked her game. Uh, Jamie Bunting had 15 on the, off the bench. And this, Chris, a big mention here, would give Coach Tori Hill her first ACAC win as a head coach. I saw the water bottle soaking sick. stuff. Shout uh, out to Tori. It's awesome to see a former player played for the Nate Ooks under Todd, played against her and seeing her co coaching for the Kings University Eagles for a while now. And good for her. That's awesome. Proud of what she's done. Yeah, really awesome. Um, on the other note, um, our thoughts with Brian, you know, in the hospital and stuff, not able to coach uh, absolute beauty, real class, love coaching his brand, love chatting with him, still doing the SMT work. Hopefully we see him back on the sidelines. But just to know, Brian, thoughts are with you as always, my friend. Hopefully you're doing well. And hopefully when you listen to this and you hear Tori hyping up your team, makes you smile. Yes, always. Okay, and then back to Red Deer and St. Mary's. Now, Chris, this was a much closer affair here, but Red Deer would lead as much as 19 in the third quarter with the yep. Lightning bit by bit chipping away back into the game. Now, a ton of zone and full court zone pressure was applied again throughout the game, but the difference would be the presence in the middle once again for the Queens. Uh, Peyton Melton and Hubert were just all over the place inside, and their inside presence was just a lot for the uh, Lightning to handle. Granted, they still did hit quite a few shots yeah. as well outside, but yeah, Melton and uh, Hubert are doing a great job for the Queens inside. There is something, though, I do want to point out. Now, I don't really understand how this can happen. The Red Deer Queens only got called for a total of 10 fouls for the entire entire game, and the Lightning got called for 21. Now, that is a significant difference. It's double, if I check my math. Yeah, and uh, watching that game back, it's, yeah, you can't go back and take away what the referees call, but that is a significant difference. So I hope that there's been conversations about that there. Um, I would say just watching that game, uh, Red Deer, uh, both teams pressing. 
Uh, Red Deer actually only had three fouls in the whole second half, which is crazy. Two in the third and one in the fourth. But regardless, um, one of the interesting things about Red Deer was Red Deer played a lot of man-to-man in that game. Um, And I thought St. Mary's actually got in a groove early at halftime. It was 37-32 for Red Deer. Uh, St. Mary's probably one of the best dribble drive teams around, especially when they get downhill on the right. They are very, very good. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were running that drive pitch, drive pitch stuff. And I felt like that really helped their confidence for a while. Red Deer obviously stymied them a little bit in the third and the fourth. Um, But I thought, you know, you could see flashes of St. Mary's when they're scoring, when they get going, they're loose and and they feel pretty confident. Agreed. Uh, Stitt in that game led the Lightning with 19 points. Melton led the Queens with 21 and Demchuk finished with 13 and 11. Now that wraps up that round of games for the women. So to go to the standings, Lakeline with the bias still at the top, 14-0, Kings 9-5, Concordia 7-7, Nate 7-7, now Concordia and Nate also had a bye, Keanu 7-9, and and then Augustana 6-9, 1-13 for the Wolves. So look, got Kings two games clear here, but between... Concordia, Nate, Keanu, and Augustana. Things are going to be really freaking interesting on this home stretch here, Chris, for the North. Do you want to give us some predictions here down the stretch? I would love to hear them because you're usually spot on with your predictions. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Hope Reagan what, what, do you, what, is, uh... what do you got? What do you got? What do you think is going to shake out of that? No, I'm just seeing... <sighs> right, start on the North with all, with all this toss-up. Tell me who's going to finish second, third, fourth, fifth. Right now, with six games remaining for most teams, Keanu's got four stay games cl- left. I think Kings still take second. Okay. I think they've done them. They've done a good service in this in the first half. Yep. Yeah. I think they're. Although, that Nate matchup this weekend is going to be tough for them. What do you think? So split. They, what do you if, think of split? Yeah, split. I do see the Nate Ooks uh, taking one from the Eagles. Okay. Concordia play Augustana now. I also predict that to be a split. Yeah. Okay. If this continues and we're split, 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 I do think that the Vikings might just miss out. Due to the slow start? Yeah, I think it might bite them. But they're only one game behind. Now the Huskies need to take care of business. They're one team I'm a little bit worried about. Um, But there's nothing splitting those four teams, Chris. So the Vikings got Concordia... Olds, Red Deer, State left. Olds is obviously bottom of the barrel, so they'll get the W there. And then Red Deer, State, that's two tough ones. It's it's on different weekends, um, but I would say for Augustana to make it, they probably got to win three of five or four of five would be my guess. Let's just take a look here quickly at Keanu, what they have left to play. Keanu has Red Deer, Old State, St. Mary's. So, tough. you know, one of those is a, check mark for the win the other ones they're gonna have to battle hard yeah, on and agreed. winnable games for them but uh so that could be the difference right there just the schedule down the stretch the top three in the south i do not think is going to change red deer one lethbridge two st mary's three then uh two games behind is the ambrose lions and the briarcrest clippers and then one game behind them is the state trojans medicine hat to win 14 olds one and 15 so again a little bit similar thing going on in the south as well chris but uh yeah, I think Sate might miss out. Sate. I think they might miss out. Yeah, so in the South, they played 21, so they do have a couple more games. Sate has played 16, so I'm just looking at Sate's. Sate's got Leftbridge for two uh, this weekend, and then they got Keanu, tough. Lakeland, Augustana. So they got a, tough. They got a tough, tough schedule. Um, looking at Briarcrest just ahead of them with a game in hand and a win in hand. 
Briarcrest has got Red Deer, Kings, Concordia, Nate, Northwest Polytech. Yep. So one for sure. And then the other ones, you know, battle, battle up. But that wraps up the women's recap over the weekend. Let's jump into the men, Chris. What do you got? I'm just getting everything clicked off of the women's side here. Now, I was able to, with the bye weekend, watch a couple games um, on the men's side. As There was some games of interest, as, as we had last week. Thursday, uh, State went to Med Hat. Um, that was a 107-67 game. Tough one. We would call that a drubbing. Uh, it felt like Med Hat was giving up on some of that. Uh, Akoi Yota had 29 points. Jeffrey James had 17 and some dunks. Yeah, unbelievable dunk there. Yeah, 16 and some dunks. Marcus Masters always filling stat sheets, 17 points. And for Medicine Hat College, 12 points from Ward, 12 points from Bigger. Uh, wasn't a lot to no. write home about in that game. Uh, we are also moving to a new studio soon, so I've had 96 coughs so far in the first 20 minutes. I might have to take over here. It's either I get really nervous or there's something. There's I think there's asbestos in here um, or something. My allergies could just go haywire here. Um, All right. Friday. Friday. Christian Clash at Briarcrest. Yes. Ambrose in town. Uh, Briarcrest was able to pull it out 87-81. Uh, fairly good game across the board. A huge fourth quarter by Briarcrest, 26-18 to take the win. Essentially locked even going yeah. into that frame. Um the stats say that Sunday Kerr had 11 points. Uh, Jackson Earl had 17 off the bench for Ambrose, who's been particularly scrappy for the record, to be honest. Uh, they are hanging around with teams, so credit to Coach Neal. Uh, Bongaman had 17 and 6. And yeah, that's, a, that's our most notable, would we say? Yeah. See how I'm doing with no script, Tori? It's not, it's not the best. It's not good. But what I am noticing here a bit as we go throughout, Chris, when we notice the difference between the North and the South teams, very high scoring in the South and the North a lot less, usually or under the 80 mark. Mm. What do you think that is? I think a little bit you more You think Stella play or Yeah, what? I think a little bit more. Um, well, we know, we know how our guys play, kind of try to slow down teams and disrupt and try to get them into half-court sets. I think... A lot of the defensive mechanisms in the north is to try to disrupt and put a lot of pressure on teams, especially in the half court to score. So I think that may might be a factor there. The real question is how does that shake out in a playoff game, in a one and done playoff game? What's your thoughts on that? Defense or offense, man? No, oh, man, I'm I'm always, I'm always a defense person. Always a defense person. And defense wins those ships. Yeah. Um, let's offense move. sells the tickets. Yeah, I will. I would say offense. You need to score against a good defense. Like you need to figure that stuff out. Um, on the guys' side, Leftbridge, uh, one fifteen ninety over Olds. Uh, that was a blowout. Uh, Keanu put it on Northwest Polytech, uh, seventy three fifty six. Augustana on Kings closer game actually uh, eighty to sixty seven. Yeah, that was in Augustana. Yeah, and the one that you know we were chatting about via text all weekend. Uh, Red Deer St Marys. Uh, St. Mary's comes out on top, uh, 103.96. That was at home at St. Mary's at the gym. Uh, very good game. Red Deers got back um, one of their top-end players. So they now become really tough uh, as well with Crespo back. Uh, he had 27 points, 16 rebounds coming yeah. back in, 28 yeah. minutes. Yikes. Uh, good game for him. Jip had 30. Uh, Dewsbury had 38. And Jean-Paul had 12, 16, and I believe... Oh, those are fouls, five fouls, but two blocks as well. Yeah. 
So no surprise with the stat line on those two. Any thoughts on the Friday? No, let's rip straight into the Saturday stuff. There is a couple of things I want to get through on the Saturday. So. If I didn't know better, I'd say you had a date to get to, Tori. <laughs> you told me where. <laughs> uh, Briarcrest Ambrose, double OT. Yes. Briarcrest pulls it out, um, pulling up the box score on that one. Du There's been more OT and double it's OTs crazy. than I ever remember seeing, which, which is awesome for the league and awesome for any teams getting ready for playoffs. Yeah, and especially a team like Ambrose, who are definitely scraping a little bit of the bottom of the barrel here. Like they're just really putting it to teams at the moment. Like, yeah, good for them. Ty Shank had 15 points. Uh, Wisdom Sunday had 13 and 13, so good game by him. Jackson Earl, 12 points off the bench. For Briarcrest, uh, Francis Dugani had 25.7 rebounds, 4 assists. Arama Bogleman had 26 points, 8 rebounds. And We're missing a player here. Where is Jude Shepard-Hills? I don't know. Maybe he wasn't playing this weekend. Might he have been didn't. hurt. He didn't. A weekend so off. That's a big loss for the Clippers. Yeah, they still, still go by. Hence why the games might have been a little bit closer there. Yeah, and then we had... The NBA All-Star Game, which was Leftbridge College versus Olds College. So, Double OT as well. Since Christmas, Olds is basically said, hey, we're going to try to outscore you Yeah. in every game. Uh, so that was 135 to 126. I can tell you right now. Check I've out. never seen a score that high. Do you remember one in the ACAC? Check out the one stat line. Uh, Phillips got... 32 Carnivics got 32 10 and 10 for Leftbridge. Uh, we got Mason Hoffman with 28 and 8. We got Wahlberger with 32, 8 rebounds, 10 assists. Um, 38 assists, that's a crazy number. Uh, sliding down to Olds College, we got Alonzo 10, 27 points, 18 assists. Yeah. 18 assists, that is that's crazy. That's going to have to be the player of the week. So I do, once again, I do have a question on this because there was. 47 field goals on one side, and there was 38 assists on those, and there was 39 field goals on the other side and 33 assists, I or 36 assists on those. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I hate to be that guy. That's actually physically impossible that there's an assist on every single basket. Um, I'm just that dude. The stat line's amazing, but Wait, uh, well, just so uh, we're clear. Be a buzzkill. Just so we're clear, assist is a pass that leads directly to a basket in one dribble or less to the rim if it is a straight line if there's no one in the way it's a two dribble like you throw it down the court it's two dribbles it, it gets there but if if i pass it to you and you like hezzy cross cross step back three that's not an assist for me hey you gave me the ball <laughs> i remember one game i think it, you gave might me have the been ball. good job but yeah. I, I dribbled the ball 20 times you might have been playing i think we played king's college one game and we had 66 assists on like 20 makes oh, and they, they gave that. out hockey assists it was amazing um Keanu put it on Northwest Polytech 96 to 55 yeah, as expected. Big loss. Sate on Med Hat 182. That was at UFC. Hang August. on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You got some stat lines you want to yeah. throw? Yeah. Cooper Ward 14, 11, and 10. Triple double. Good work, my guy. Also walking back on defense. So um, <laughs> you can talk about that. Two sides of the ball, man. Um, Augustana 95. You're supposed to be encouraging players, Chris. Oh, I'm just saying what I saw. Right. You know, you know me, straight shooter. Um, Augustana, 95. Kings, 65. Um, Augustana played much better and got a big win. I can't believe this next game. So, <laughs> I was wondering why you're holding your head here. Uh, St. Mary's at Red Deer. Chris, I thought St. Mary's lost. I turned it off. I just seen no, that they won. Why, that's why I told you to watch the game. 
I thought you meant the girls' game. No, the guys' game. That's why I said it. I, I said, did you watch the off. last five minutes? Oh, my God. I'm clearly stupid. Freak. I was Kim, honestly she said devastated. It. You, heard it. you heard her say it. Because I really love the St. Mary's Lightning men's team. I think I love watching them play. And they were down and I turned it off. Yeah, bro. That's why I said, did you oh. watch the last five minutes of the St. Mary's Red I Deer game? I thought you were talking about the women. Anyways, okay. I'm, I'm shocked. Uh, St. Mary's ends up winning 96-94. St. Mary's had a huge fourth quarter, 31-20 to to take the lead. They were down. So St. Mary's was down, and it looked like they were out. Uh, They were a little bit flat. They looked a little bit dead. And then all of a sudden, those older players, Dewsbury, John Paul, Jip, all start coming to. Just put the biggest smile on my face. Yeah. So Red Deer was up. I think Red Deer was up like 91. They're up seven at one point. And St. Mary's hits a three. Red Deer gets fouled. It was a super physical game both ways. It felt like a playoff game. Good like, teams know how to win. Yeah, it felt like a playoff game across the board. Like, you know, 18, 13 fouls, but it didn't... It felt like there could have been nine fouls on every play, but they were letting them play through it. Look uh, at I, those minutes on the starters there. Yeah, so Caleb Jip had 35 points. Uh, Dewsbury, 22. John Paul, 20 on the Red Deer side. Um, they had led by... Jose Moreo Barezo Jr., 15 points, and Yves Iome had 15 points. DeAndre and Rowe had 16. 16. Now, so when when you watch this back, and Kim, we should throw this up on the, on the vine. When you watch this back, they come down. Jip hits a three that is just like super deep, like rainbow three. I believe it's makes still- it. Fred Deer comes down. I, I forget if they missed or had a turnover. We'll watch the whole clip back. And then Dewsbury comes down like on the run, just like straight up, pulls up with a guy in his right-hand pocket, knocks down a three. It was a crazy run. And then it just all the momentum shifted in the last five minutes. And it just, one of those things is like, when I watched that game, I, I felt that's a team that has been to nationals and knows how to win in those important games against a team that is probably just hasn't been there for those games. Well, I now know what I'm doing after this. I'm watching the last five minutes. Yeah, and we'll, we'll show some of the clips. I, uh, we'll send Kim the links uh, for those big shots down the stretch. But once again, credit to St. Mary's and, and Coach Nathan. Like, they are playing very good basketball. And to come back and win on the road when Red Deer was had that game in hand was, was impressive. So when we go through... Uh, the seedings right now, Keanu's still top of the north with 15 and 1. Lakeland second on the bye at 9 and 5. Concordia is currently third at 7 and 7. Northwest Polytech 6 and 8. Nate 5 and 9. And Augustana 5 and 10. So no one's out. No. Really. Uh, like no. Kings is 0 and 14 at the bottom. Uh, no one is out. So Augustana could get in. Nate could get in. Um, I don't know if Concordia will catch our guys. They'll have a shot because our guys play Northwest Polytech, St. St. Mary's. Red Deer, yeah. and then the All-Star charity game, Olds, which is going to be 140 <laughs> to something. Um, <clears throat> so it's going to be high scoring. So our guys could win a whack of those, and mm-hmm. they could lose a whack of those. So I don't know what's going to happen there. But my prediction is, obviously, Cano stays one. I see Lakeland Concordia having the showdown in the 2-3. Yeah. And my bet is that we see Northwest Polytech and Nate playing the 4-5 game. You agree or disagree? Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Okay, we're to, we're together on that. On the south, St. Mary's fifteen and two, Saint thirteen and three, Red Deer eleven and five, Leftbridge ten and five, Briarcrest eight and seven, Olds five and eleven, Medicine Hat three and thirteen, and Ambrose two and fourteen. So that would leave us with St. Mary's the one, as of right now. Red Deer Saint most likely matching up in the two three, which would be a crazy, crazy two game. three game. Yeah. 
and Leftbridge and Briarcrest, which would be an unreal four or five game um, as well. One thing I want to talk about, you were uh, on your soapbox last week about St. Mary's not being ranked as high nationally as you thought. Yeah. <clears throat> We've kind of been on the bandwagon with what we see on video. It's hard to say until you see it live. Uh, Keanu obviously has the best record right now. St. Mary's uh, two losses come to top dogs. Uh, Keanu is soon coming down to play state in St. Mary's, so we'll get a real litmus yeah, test on nice. that. Yeah. Um, but St. Mary's probably... It would be hard pressed. I don't. I don't. I'm not going to see the SMT rankings on the men's side, um, but I would think the SMT now for sure has to go. Keanu one, St. Mary's two, St. three, Red Deer four, Red Deer four, and then you're looking at our guys in the five spot for yeah. the ACAC rankings. Um, it would be hard pressed not to have both Keanu and Red Deer in the top four, in my opinion. Agreed. Oh, with the record, so. Um, it's going to be a slugfest. I hate the playoff matchup for all of these teams. I wish they were all crossing over so they could see who's best on best. But they are going to have to play down within the division. And this year, that South is going to be a murder fest. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, anything else on the men's side? No. Okay. In the same games, you know, the marquee matchups on the men's side, same... Just so everyone knows, the same teams, men's and women's, travel together. So it's not like the matchups are any different. The teams are the same we are looking at as i scroll into the schedule here for february not long till nationals tory <laughs> uh red deer broadcast big matchup lakeland northwest polytech huge matchup yeah uh, lethbridge for Saint the men lethbridge, as well yeah um and the concordia augustana just in the fact that concordia needs to win those games yeah um so those are the ones that keep an eye on most likely that saturday afternoon game um We'll be able to pull it up on our phones when we're watching uh, our guys play here. We'll see the end of that as we're warming up. On the girls' side, I'm looking forward to the Briarcrest Red Deer. Looking forward to see how that shakes out. Um, What's your predictions in that? I do think Red Deer obviously might will take the win, but yeah. I'm just one. I want to put sneaky suspicion that the Clippers will really push the Queens. Don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think they'll keep it tight, but I'm sure Coach Skeppel is prepping for something or. Got, yeah, got something off his sleeve there. And then uh, the Nate, Nate and uh, Kings University Eagles is going to be an interesting one for me in the north as well as Concordia, Augustana. Okay. Just because it's so tight between all those teams. It is, it is super tight and we're getting into that time. Here. You're seeing it in all the conferences right now, the upsets and stuff like that. Second semester, teams kind of have a good idea on each other and, and a lot of that is matchups. Yeah. Um, I think... You know, this week or next week, we'll start getting the ballots for the all-conference players. Um, so what? how that works, Tori, is I have to nominate three. You can only nominate three of your own team. Are you going um, to tell the pod? Are you going to tell the listeners who you're going to nominate? Well, honestly, um, yeah, well, we can just talk about it right now. Uh, I screw my players over um because of the way we play because we play a lot of players and i don't play players to get stats some coaches play their players to get stats yeah i do not do that you know that it's cost you awards it's cost other players awards i apologize for that but we no, it hasn't i won medals it didn't cost me no awards <laughs> that's right we're we're about medals that's <laughs> that is the point um so we're you know we only play our players if we need to play them if we're up in games we're playing people off the bench um so some of our players are going to be punished uh, for that and I apologize to my players and hopefully the reason why we recruited them to Lakeland is because they don't care about their stats 
their all-time stats, their season stats. Am I the leading scorer this year, leading assist, blah, 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 blah. Well, usually if they score. do, they Ooh. don't last in the program. No, those aren't. Yeah, you're right. Those aren't players that usually end up lasting here just because of the way our culture is and the things that we communicate down to our players. So um, I think we have four very good players right now. Yeah. I think, um, once again, I, I think Missy's the best player in the league, personally, but I don't haven't seen close. Um, Susan's having a phenomenal year in her second year. Alana's having another great year um, while, while having to do less um, and her coach telling her to do less. And Lena's having a massive year um, in year three, kind of being our hey, Lena got you know, 53% from the floor and, uh, you know, scoring at a, at a high rate. So once again, if you looked at our stats, she's got you, she's got, got you, dog. you. Dog, got you dog. That's our thing. Um, if you just if you're a random person and you just look at our stats, yeah. you'd be like, yeah, no one really no one really stands out, right? And uh, as I said before, if you look at the minutes, our team is always the lowest on the minutes. So I'll nominate three of those four. Um, you know, it's funny because we have a few other all conference players on our team that have got medal all conference awards before that are not going to be nominated. And it's a tough thing when there's a really strong team like this. I would say the same thing for Red Deer. Probably Red Deer yeah. is going to nominate three people, and they probably should be able to nominate three or four more. The one thing that I will say about once we nominate them, the way it works, Tori, is then we vote. I only vote on the North, so the North teams vote on the North players, South vote on the South, but I can't vote for any of my players, so I can vote for anyone else. And I am very adamant, and I'll just look at the standings right now here quick, it will be very hard for me, and this is, you know, everyone's got their own thing. It'll be very hard for me to vote for a player that's on a bottom team, an all-conference player. So, you know, just looking at it, Kings is going to have a couple, Concordia will have a couple, Nate will have a couple, Keanu, and maybe Augustana. It might be 2 2 2 one, something like and that. And certain players only play for individual awards, as noted, like... And yeah, those are so, those yeah, are the players we love facing in playoff story, isn't it? It is. Very, you love very seeing true. that on the scouting report. But it'll be interesting. But I was thinking maybe do we want to make predictions once we have to fill out that form? Do we want to make our predictions? Yeah, with, because thinking back to before when we made those predictions of all conference. Our, so our halfway could, mark? Yeah, could make a few little tweaks and changes there. So I would like to do that, yes. Okay, so let's do that once. Once I get notified from the ACAC to submit our um, player rankings... Yep. Um, then you and I will do a fun little pod and do our vote. And I also want to this summer, I want to do a fantasy draft. I think we should get like five or six of us in here and do a fantasy draft on the guy's side and on the girl's side if you're starting a team from scratch, who you would take. Sure. Could you imagine if we were allowed to trade players in the ACAC season? <laughs> oh, shoot. I'm allowed to trade two first-round draft picks for... Uh, hey, we also forgot the other couple of awards. Are we going for uh, Coach of the Year again? Who was that? Yeah. Uh, Another no, undefeated so. season so far. So. Um, A blind Freddy could tell you getting Coach of the Year this year, my friend. Uh, no, that's you know that's a funny one because that's all in the players. That's not really about the coach. Um, oh, here we go. Yeah, it could go to anyone. It could go to anyone. There's lots of coaches that have good seasons this year. So And Avery Harrison for Red Deer. Okay. Well, we had a very just adding to his collection in his pool room of hardware. <laughs> I will say we had ten wins last year. We have fourteen right now. Hopefully, we end yeah, up with exactly. Uh, a you few, went from a five hundred team a to few, a few undefeated more. season. 
uh, yeah, you know how I feel about that. The same way you feel about it. I don't really give a crap. I want yeah, to sorry, that's just kind win, of the baby. Just win. Just win. Yeah. <laughs> you notice that you, you see my all conference awards at uh, my office? No. No. You see my ring at the office? No. <laughs> no. I've never worn the ring. I and, have. Have you? Good for <laughs> yeah. you, bro. I don't that's have awesome. any jewelry, so. <laughs> you got to wear that bling when you got it. Yeah. I think uh, I've seen my kids put on my ring and... Oh, no. It's going to get lost. Well, it's probably lost, to be honest. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the war the words are somewhere in my house once again. Yeah, mm. I care about the team and uh, yes, yeah, having fun too. with the players. So we will be back next week. Uh, I'm excited to see what's happening. And hopefully we can get on a couple more uh, players for podcasts and maybe talk to the coaches. Like I said, there, there's some teams in this playoff push when it's getting tense. It's hard to interview coaches at this time of year yeah. when it's tense because they're not going to give up too much. Yes. And we probably talk too openly. So there you go. So shoot us. But we yes. love the ACAC. Great year for men's and women's side. Getting really exciting. And I just want to shout out here, you know, as we hit February, we're not far off from seeing uh, futsal championships and volleyball championships right away here. So we're going to have some winners on the ACAC side. So this is when all the ADs and admin get crazy because they get no sleep and they got to run all these championships. Fire me up. Tori, we are brought to everyone by... Now our studios and our executive producer, Kim Caparel. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as Hold My Clipboard social media page on Instagram and always is shared through Nara Studios, who we are grateful enough to be doing this with. We'll see you guys next week. 